Welcome to Flight Plans, the official podcast of the SAE Aero Design Series. Hey everybody, it's Mike Sorg, podcast and media producer with the SAE CDS Series, and this is Flight Plans, the SAE Aero Design Podcast, and uh, we're going to have a great conversation today. Make sure you're prepared for Aero Design. It's coming up very, very soon. And I have with me in the studio, he is uh, one of the co-hosts of the CDS Action News that you've probably heard on this feed or watched the video version so you can see his shining face. Scott Schultz is with us today. Hey, how's it going, Mike? But we also have the experts from Aero Design Competition with us. First of all, Lonnie Dong is joining us, the rules chair for Aero Design. How are you doing, Lonnie? Hi, I'm doing good. We also have the line... We also have on the line Josh Childs, the tech inspection co-lead. How you doing, Josh? Good. How are you guys? Very good. Very good. So today uh, we're going to talk about some new procedures when it comes to tech inspection. So let's get uh, going with the first question. First of all, can you tell us a little bit about this tech inspection self-certification that we have now? Just want to give you a little background of, um, first of why we moved this direction, and then it'll give you a little bit uh, a sense of um, you know why we're doing it, and and the way we're doing it will make sense. So, a little history. Um, in the past, we we've always looked at uh, the event as a whole. We focus on different areas of the event. Uh, the past two years, if you have not uh, been to the event, we focus a lot on the flight line and the flight tickets and the flight windows. And we're honing that down to something that's going to be manageable. And we're still making some squeaks here and there, but we're, we're holding that down and, and we're, we're proceeding forward. Well, during that time, we're also taking a look at how can we get the teams to go faster through tech inspection on Friday. Um, so that you know teams can be ready and, and we focus on on what we can do to improve that process so the the whole goal of this new tech inspection process is going to try to encourage uh, accountability for the students and, and the teams themselves it's nothing new in the past we're just gonna you know re bring back the, the statement of compliance uh, issue that we have with in the design report, right? The statement of compliance just kind of states that, yes, when I turn in the, my design report, it's, it's in compliance with the rules. And when I come to the, the uh, competition, the aircraft that I'm bringing is in compliance with the rules. So that, that's, the, that's the, the gist of it. But, but, but how we went forward with that in the past was we were, we were applying points differently to different teams based on the changes the teams were making. And, and teams were getting penalty points based sometimes based on safety items and not really compliance items. So we took, took a step back, take a look at that and say, you know what, can we do this better? Is there a better way to go through this? And can we, in the process, speed up the, 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 the inspection? Well, we came up with an, uh, a thought. Uh, um, it was in the working for about two years, but it came, uh, we wrote it out and, and became in the rules. And now it is what we're trying to implement, which is still the same thing as uh, compliance, but we're going to require teams to do self-certification, meaning before you come to the event, before you come to the tech inspection, you as a team needs to be, you need to certify that your aircraft that you're bringing to the competition is in compliance with the rules and the requirements of the rules. With that being said, for each rule item that we're requiring teams to be in compliance with, 
we're going to assign points to them. And, and if you're not in compliance with that rule set, the points will be, dis uh, will keep, um, be assessed based on the non-compliance so that everybody will get the same penalty points for the same thing if they're not in, com in compliance. Now, that being said, there are about 13 to, uh, depending on your class, 13 to 20 compliance items. Are we going to check off uh, 13 or 20? No, we're going to select a handful of, of compliance items before the competition. The ones that we select will not be transparent to the, the students, meaning uh, we're not going to announce it. Um, so the team will not know which one we're going to check. So it, it puts the onus on the team to make sure that they're in compliance with every item before they come to the competition. So that the team, uh, when we come to the competition, tech inspector will have five, let's, I'm giving, giving you an example, five items they're going to check. We're going to check those. If the team marks as, yes, I certify that I'm in compliance with the rules and tech inspector checks it, and case number one, tech inspection agrees, then the, no points will be taken off. Check number, uh, case number two, team says they're in, they're in compliance, tech inspection looks at it and said, no, you're not in compliance. Here's the reason why. Then the team will lose the points based for that compliance item. Case number three, teams decide, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to gamble and say I'm not going to be in compliance with this item. Any non-compliance, non-certified items that the team did not check off, it's an automatic points deduction from the, from the um, rules. So it, it, it benefits the team to be in compliance with the rules. And some of these points are, you know, five points, two points, three points, but they add up. Uh, uh, and th those points will be deducted from the final score of the competition. So it, 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 it there's a, big impact on on being in compliance with the rules. And uh, so what's the difference between this and the tech inspection and pre-check from uh, last year? Pre-check last year was, uh, there was a table set outside the tent, right? And there may be a couple of staff members out there asking the teams, hey, uh, are you ready? Do you have, you have the, your, the things you need for inspection? Have you checked this? Have you checked that? And it was a verbal conf confirmation that they, they are ready to go into the tech inspection booth. What's different this year is the team will have to self-certify, right? And it's going to be electronic. So you will have to log into saestars.com and then um, get access to your team. And um, under, under your team pre-check, you get to select and, and certify each individual requirements item. And all those requirements items will be preloaded to the, the SAE stars so that you will go through each item and just check, put a check mark in each one of those that you say you self-certify. So when you come to the pre-inspection uh, desk, the staff member that's, uh, that's standing, uh, staffing the, uh, the table there will look at on his, on, uh, his or her um, iPad or, or tablet and can verify that you've self-certified. If you do not have not self-certified, um, you have two options. One, get churned away and, and go get self-certified uh, by yourself, meaning go check yourself before you come in tech inspection. Or two, you say, you know what, I, I'm gonna. Uh, these are the. This is the one I'm gonna, not going to self-certify because I know I'm not in compliance. I am going to go take the penalty point for this. If they say yes, they're able to do that, then they can come in, set up to the, to the tech inspection, and then go through the process of getting checked out and losing points based on the one that they did not self-certify. Uh, this is a pretty big change. Why did we move away from uh, doing this as a document submission process only? In, in the past, we really we didn't have any document to um, submit. 
with COVID, uh, we made adjustments a little bit because we wanted to do virtual inspection and stuff like that. So uh, we're moving, we're taking a step back and reevaluating that process and making sure that uh, it, it was it the right direction to go now that uh, we're opened up again. So the process itself, it hasn't changed much. Um, it's there's still a pre-inspection that we're doing and then um, there's the actual inspection that we're actually going to be doing for the, the the uh the inspection portion uh, one thing i did forget to, to mention though uh during the introduction there was the uh the inspection itself is now broken up into two um areas one called requirements inspection the other one called safety and airworthiness inspection so all the team needs to do is pass the requirements inspection those are the points item once they do that they're off on their own to go uh into another section and they need to do safety inspection. And that's really basic that the, our ex experts, our modelers, uh, will be checking to make sure the aircraft's airworthy and not going to kill anybody when it gets up in the air. So um, but we're trying to, um, you know, making sure that the, the hinges are not, don't have a lot of slop, making sure that all the clevises are on with, with keepers and things like that, and, and the props are in, in proper alignment and with the right safety nut. But um, back to what the question was, it's, it's really not a change in the process in which we have is just how we are documenting those uh, um, and, and applying points to those uh, um, people who are not in, in compliant. And the whole goal here is uh, one, the first thing is right, is, is accountability, making sure the team said if they're in compliant, they're bringing an aircraft that's in compliant with the rules. The other one is we're trying to speed up the, um, the, the tech inspection process. So, um, hopefully, you know, this is the first attempt at trying to Im improve that and, and trying to standardize how we apply points to each team. And ideally, that also means more planes in the air uh, in the end, hopefully, right? There's another aspect to this that it's not implemented yet, but it is. this is the baby step towards something th that we're trying to get to um, in the future. And the future is to be able to fly on Friday. Ooh, right? okay. So, so a late-breaking news there. I'll just make news, but... Um, no, but the, the the goal there is to try to see if uh, do we have the bandwidth to see mm -hmm. if we can get air airplanes in the air on Friday. If we get an air airplanes in the air on Friday, guess what? There's more time for um, teams to prove their design works. All right, so if we spend the morning doing compliance check, and then teams will do their safety check, uh, and then if they pass safety check, not this year or not next year, but in the future competition, you know, they may be allowed to go fly right after that and, and, and get some points in. So there you go. There you go. Hot news. Uh, a little little preview of what's uh, in the future here if, uh, if this all goes off. So uh, so especially pay a lot of attention to this new process and uh, might be some, some benefit in the future. And to clarify, this documentation process is the virtual self-inspection that we implemented during COVID. So that is going away. The pre-inspection check when you arrive at the tent is still there, but it will be a new set of checks primarily based around have you finished your self-certification. Uh, what are you two hoping that students get out of this self-certification? Well, like I said earlier, um, primary goal is really to encourage accountability for the teams, uh, making sure that um, when they bring in their aircraft to the competition, it's in compliance with the rules, it's in compliance with the drawings that they submitted. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and just really hoping to get to that ownership back to the students and not us dictating what needs to be done at, uh, at, at, at tech inspection. 
like I mentioned earlier, there's a secondary uh, aspect of this. Is it is a, this is the first step in something we're trying to do three, four years from now, which is to see if we can utilize the dead dead airspace on Friday and get airplanes in the air and allow teams to start earning points um, on on Friday afternoon. You, you never know because they can be look, watching weather and they can say, you know what, Saturday is going to be rainy or windy. It's great condition here on Friday afternoon. It's an opportunity to get more points in before weather comes in. Right? So those are things that we're looking at in the future, but baby step and, and, and really need the students to help us with uh, making this successful so that we can add more flying time into the competition is to do the self-certification, do the pre-check, making sure you self-certify and, and, and be honest with it. If you're not in, in, in compliance, don't check it off. And, and let us know, and so we, we can go ahead and deduct the points appropriately. And if you have questions about it, feel free to post it to the forum. You, you know, start early. There's no reason every team can't certify everything. Well, absolutely, that's it's a big resource because that's a, that's a line to you guys. Make sure you are definitely using that. So this process is it similar to what happens in the industry? As an engineer, right? Uh, when we when we submit anything, <laughs> our name is on on the piece of paper. And that means we have put, I've owned that, that what I've submitted is, is in high quality. So it, from, a, from a, just an, an engineering perspective, being an engineer and being a, having some accountability of your work or your team's work as you elevate into leadership role, right? You put your name on that. You, you know that the, your team's in compliance with, with, with uh, what, whatever you're submitting. So uh, to short answer, yes, uh, this is uh, I practice in not just the aero industry, but in any industry out there that uh, as an engineer, when you're submitting a design or for a building, for a car, for whatever parts and pieces, uh, you're signing it. And when you're signing it, you're taking ownership that the, your parts is in qual has quality. So it's a bit of accountability. It's kind of uh, if you're signing off on this for the aero competition, imagine that, that you're signing off on a project at a job at this point, right? That's correct. Some good real real world experience for them. Absolutely. Do you think that the teams will be good at uh, completing the self certification, or do you think there'll be any hiccups for them? So uh, the, one of the reasons why we delay this for two years is because we want to make sure we uh, understand some of the nuances of the change. And like anything new, we try. Um, it, there's going to be bumps. There's going to be bruises. There's going to be change and challenges. But I think all this is, is it's a, a change in the right direction um, for, the comp, for, for the competition. Is this going to be perfect the first time? I hope so, but um, that's a hope, not, not, not reality, right? So it, it will, we will have some challenges. We will have teams who uh, didn't understand what we meant by uh, self-certification, and they will come to the competition and not self-certified. But that's okay, right? We will be there to help them say, hey, uh, you have not self-certified. Here's what you need to go do to go self-certify. It's an electronic uh, system, so they can go in and, 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 and check off the things that say, yes, I'm in compliance. And that may be a five, 10-minute thing. Cause if they're already in compliance, maybe a five, 10-minute thing, just go through and check. If not, they were going to have to measure themselves and, and just do their own self-check to say, yes, I'm in compliance before they can come into the tech inspection area. Is there anything tricky about these self-certifications, or is it pretty cut and dry? Yeah, these are pretty cut and dry. I mean, it's follow the rules. We've tried to make the rules as explicit and clear as we can. And if you have any questions, use the forums. 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, you, know, you self certify, and then we check, make sure you're you're in compliant. And if you're not, penalty points will be taken. If you are, you're good to go, and you go to the safety and uh, flight airboarding inspection. And do you have any other tips for teams completing this? I would say read carefully. Use the form if you have questions. If your questions aren't answered by the time you get there, ask rules committee or Red Hat when you arrive. Um, just you know, double check it. It's kind of, you know, this is like any other project you do for school. You know, double, triple check it before you bring it for a submission. Yeah, and, and to, to, to tie this to, to the real world situation, I, I know every team that comes to the competition has the chief engineer, and this is the chief engineer's responsibility. Uh, in, in industry, making sure we're meeting requirements, making sure there's integrity in the design uh, um, is the responsibility of a chief engineer. So, if you are designated as the chief engineer, this is something that you should be looking at. Make sure you read the rules, triple check every rule set, make sure you're in compliant with those rules. And if you don't understand, like Josh said, if you don't understand or have questions about, you know, how you implement certain requirements, certain design, and you don't, don't understand that, please, please, please reach out to us via the form. We would uh, get to uh, answer, um, you know, right now we turn our, um, Turnaround time is about 24 hours uh, as the rules committee discuss changes or how you implement certain things. We try to get it out uh, within 24 hours and, and answer. And if the answer is applicable to all the teams, we'll, we'll make it visible for all, uh, everybody to, to see wh um, what the ruling was without giving out specific on how you implement your designs. So sounds like a great process. Um, I, I'm looking forward to see how this rolls out. And, uh, and it sounds like it's going to be super beneficial to the teams that are there complying with this. And, and I love that little nugget of like, and if we do good, we'll be growing the, the, the flight times. Um, so there's a lot of great benefits that I'm seeing to this process being uh, with the updates to it. And of course, if you need help with making sure you have everything ready before the event there's some great videos that i know josh you were involved with the filming down there in florida we went down to the air museum and did some stuff here in the uh fall and i know those uh those inspection videos are out and, and scott where can they find those they can find those on the learning lab on saeairdesign.com i'm sure they're familiar with that website thank you so much lonnie uh josh any final words before we head out of here uh this this final one, one final word uh 6.6 .6. just remember that uh that's in the rules uh, read that <laughs> six dot six, uh, section six uh, dot six. I want to say it again one more time six dot six. Just make sure that you understand that that's that's what most of this is, is being defined and, and uh, letting guys know what's expected from you. I'd say check out the videos. Um, Glenn, Tom, and I, along with Mike and Crew, spent a lot of time putting them together, and there's a lot of valuable information about your inspection in there. Heck, I think I may possibly be able to build a plane after watching those videos and editing those videos so much. So uh, that's probably not, probably not. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it was great to, and uh, uh, great videos. And uh, there's more on the way to help you out in the, in the near future too. Uh, so looking forward to that. Thank you everybody for joining us. Thank you for listening to Flight Plans, the SA Aero Design Podcast. And uh, until next time, stay safe out there. Thanks for listening to Flight Plans, the SAE Aero Design Podcast. The show notes for this episode and all others can be found at aerodesign.fireside.fm. Stay safe and we'll catch you next episode.